0: Hello everyone, this is Ruben, and this is the Dante LaFonte Podcast, Episode 79 with Mild Orange. Dante LaFonte is going on tour uh, March 16th through April 2nd. Uh, The 16th will be in Portland, Portland, Oregon, Mississippi Studios. Uh, The 18th, March 18th, Seattle. We're doing So Far Sounds on the 19th, Bellingham, Washington, The Shakedown, 20th. Seattle, Washington, the Crocodile. Uh, the 22nd, Spokane, Lucky You Lounge. Boise, we're playing Tree Four Fest. We're the first night kicking off Tree Four Fest. Ketchum, Idaho. At Argos, uh, Missoula, Montana. Zach Showroom, Butte, Montana. Covalite Lounge, uh, the Salt Lake City, Utah. The Salt Lake, ugh, the Salt Lake City, Utah. Loading dock. We're playing Chico Argus, and then San Francisco at Milk Bar, Santa Ana, La Santa. Exciting times we live in. Uh, uh, sorry, this episode's a little late. Just uh, you know, it was Valentine's Day yesterday. Valentine's Day. Last year, Jenny and I, uh, uh, we didn't really have a lot planned. We went to, uh, we went, we went, we stayed in her car and ate a charcuterie board and then drove around and recorded an all audio podcast. That was last year's episode. Didn't do anything like that this year um, because, you know, we live together now, and uh, we're just around each other all the time. I guess we could have recorded another podcast, but I don't know. Didn't. So uh, yesterday, we went out to dinner, and it was fun. Uh, we got ice cream afterwards. Oh, the ice cream. You know, I don't know, man. You think an ice cream sandwich sounds like a good idea until you fucking have to like eat one, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Um, and then we watched... We're we're a little behind on Euphoria. I have been watching Euphoria. Love that show. That show is a mess, and uh, I feel, oh boy, I'm glad I didn't do um a lot of drugs growing up, or if any at all, really. Uh, whew, um, but that show is amazing. Uh, we are a little far behind, so we finished two weeks ago's episode, and you know, with that show, you can only really watch like in that an episode at a time. Anything more than that, you're just like, oh, I can't I can't do this. These kids are fucking crazy. And, and uh, last week's episode, two weeks ago, I guess two weeks ago episode was really crazy. I'm going to try and convince Jenny to watch uh, last night, last Sunday's episode tonight. Uh, so hopefully I can finish working and, and we can just chill and watch Euphoria. Didn't get the chance to watch Euphoria on Sunday, but I did, you know, the Super Bowl I didn't really talk a lot about sports in the podcast here because I don't know how many people who listen to this give a shit. But you know, the Super Bowl did happen. It's a it's a fucking holiday. I had people texting me in the morning like, "Good happy suit," you know, "Good mornings, happy Super Bowl Sunday." It's literally a holiday, and it's probably my favorite holiday <laughs> next to Christmas. It's just so fun, and, and this year was great. You had the Rams, and you had the Bengals, and you had two teams who I haven't seen this combination. You know, you get so tired of of the same teams going every year at least in in this era because we were so used to tom brady going to super bowl uh so often that we just were just like oh fuck the patriots fuck tom brady i'm so tired of seeing them like every couple years or even back-to-back consecutive years like which you know when i when you look back you'll be like okay that was cool that I got to witness that. And that was really sweet. But in the moment, I'm like, I need a little bit more variety. I think that's what makes the, uh, the Bengals the ultimate variety hour. I don't know. I-, I loved it. I thought the halftime. I thought the show was eh. I thought the uh, the, the actual game was eh. I thought the halftime show was the best. Snoop Dogg. I thought Snoop Dogg, uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick, uh, Mary J. Blige. And then with the surprise guest, 50 Cent, I thought that was like the best. And I got emotional. I think I can say this on the podcast. I could be real and raw with you guys. I think um I, I got emotional. I thought it was like, I don't know. It, it reminded me of all the music I grew up listening to, all the music that I loved uh, growing up. And and it was it was just like, Yeah, I was like, they're doing it. They're killing it. And, you know, of course, people, when you you rank, when you have to rank these uh, Super Bowl games, like these Super Bowl halftime shows, you know, Prince, in my generation, if you, you know, Prince was a massive halftime show, playing Purple Rain in the rain, people will remember that uh, forever. I thought it was great. I think this one was up there. And then, uh, you know, an older generation says Michael Jackson. Didn't really get to watch the Michael Jackson one. I think that was 93. I think the first Super Bowl ever watched was like 96, maybe 95, 96 when I was like five or six. So, uh, but the lights weren't really on. The lights were on, but I didn't really know what was happening in the game. But I remember watching it. So, I don't know. I think... I think this year really took the cake. And yeah, that was, uh, that's basically my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, Like I said, we are going on tour. There are some dates, not in that March run, that I do need to announce and say. Uh, 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 June 17th, I'm playing in Kansas City, Missouri at Boulevardia uh, with Nathaniel Ratliff and Jenny Lewis. That's going to be a crazy, crazy show. And then the next day, we're, we're we're flying out to Kansas City. We're playing a show, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Boulevardia. And then the very next day, we are traveling to Stratford, Connecticut, flying from Missouri to Connecticut for Road Jam Music Fest. So if you live in Stratford, Connecticut, hang out, come hang out. It's a festival. Come see all the other bands. And uh, we're playing Road Jam Music Fest. And then we might have another show lined up, a couple shows lined up. I don't know. It's time to start writing, boys. It's it's time to uh, start, you know, start practicing and start getting these songs in order to, you know, make another record. I think that's where I'm at right now is like, I think it's time, you know, I think i I toured, you know, I, you know, because, you know, because of the pandemic, you didn't really get to tour Mid-Century Modern Romance. So I think I think uh, now is the time to, you know, play a couple shows and start start working on the new stuff i'm excited we've been playing one new song live and that's been really great um at first i was like this is a new song but now i've I've stopped saying that i think it's better just to have just to play new songs and then no one notices um and versus like you know this is a new song and then people act like oh what the fuck what do you mean? This is a new song, and then people act all weird. But uh, okay, uh, so that's that's where I'm at. That's the timeline. And people keep asking me, at least this, the team, the the marketing and team, the, the 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 people who are have a vested interest in 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 me right now, need have been asking like, when's the next record? What's going on? Um, and I do not have a great answer. I have songs. I think I have like nine songs right now. I'd like to write more, and then. Uh, trim. And then, yeah, hopefully, hopefully something ha- Hopefully something happens soon. It's just a matter of getting everyone in the same room together and working it out yeah okay mild orange is on the podcast mild orange Are a couple kiwis i can't really do a new zealand accent i can't even tr- attempt a new zealand accent but uh mild orange is on the podcast they're really great really young talented uh young band and and there's some kids who are, are working really hard and we talk about growing up in a college town getting labeled as a college band and uh yeah just trying to just trying to make it just trying to play shows kind of the uh what it looked like from um uh from new zealand looking into america i know on this end it felt like wow it seems like new zealand australia really got their shit together and like but i don't know maybe the grass wasn't greener on the other side maybe that's why i learned on this i don't know i feel like i talked a lot in this uh I don't know. I it kind of funny, but I hope you guys enjoy uh, this week's episode. Um, Rare Attractions is finally coming out in vinyl. Go ahead and pre-order. The link is in the bio. And uh, I'm gonna stop rambling, and because I'm just exhausted. And uh, enjoy the episode. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. All right, can everyone hear me?
1: Yeah, we got you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, why, wait, I, I was setting up. Why is someone being rude? What? what catch me up. What just happened?
2: Uh, oh, we oh, we're, we're looking at all the the pictures scrolling on, on, Netflix. on Netflix. Oh, right nice. Yeah, yeah. Nothing so, exciting.
1: Yeah, what, what are you
0: guys going to watch? Probably nothing. Oh, <laughs> we might,
3: finish, we, we might yeah. finish Notting Hill. We're watching Notting Hill last night. <laughs> Getting in the London vibe. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Wait. So, so let's just, we're starting it off, uh, mild orange. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Uh, you're in London. Why are we in London?
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us. Um, we're in London. We're playing a show in two nights at jazz cafe. Um, it's our album release, uh, third album release show and it's sold out, which is cool. So,
0: Oh, that's awesome. Is this your first time in London?
2: Second.
3: Yeah. We played here in 2019 as well. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a sellout as well. So, starting to build up a nice, sweet fan base here in London and excited to be back.
0: How, how, I've never played London, I've never played New Zealand. Like, these are all new places to me. So, like, are the crowds different? Can you feel them different? Or how, how is it, how's the energy uh, compared to back home?
1: They're all Aussies and Kiwis. So, it's pretty, pretty similar, Buzz. Oh, sure. for us, they are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It can be quite similar to home because there are so yeah. many um, expats here like lots of young Kiwis and Australians moved to London for an OE. So we found when we played here last time, it was like, like after having played 20 shows in Europe, coming back to London felt like playing to a home crowd yeah. because they're predominantly young people from our country,
2: which is right. quite cool. In case you don't know, Kiwi is a New Zealander. Yeah. A lot yeah, of people yeah, don't yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people think it's just the fruit, but we, we are Kiwis. <laughs>
0: So you so you guys all, you guys are, what part of New Zealand are you guys all from?
2: We're all from different parts. Um, yeah. So us three, uh, me, Barry and Jack are from the South Island. I'm from Aretam, Dunedin and Westport. And then Jazz from the North Island. He's from Carterton. So we're all from like small towns. How'd you yeah. all meet? At university.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. So was this a college project or was it after college or?
3: During. During. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of our last
2: couple of years at college and then beyond that obviously yeah so we all um yeah it was in our half years of we call it uni university right. um and yeah and then we released Fourplay, the first album in our last year um, and it was going pretty well and, and then we all graduated and we're all like let's do the music thing because you know why not yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah. I
0: was just talking about this on a podcast yesterday I did an interview yesterday and I was just talking about like there's nothing better than that feeling of just like first being out of college and all you have to do is play in a band. There's no like mm. other, you know, no one's married yet. No one has, unless, unless you guys are married. I don't know if any of you are married, but like, uh, okay, <laughs> keep it, keep it that way. That's all I'm saying. It's just like, that's all you have to do is focus on the music. You know, Wait, what? You're, you're married? No, I just got three kids. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know I, but my whole point is yeah. that, that there really is nothing better than just being able to focus on music 24 yeah. 7 totally. and like,
2: I really. totally. yeah, yeah. We, we had that freedom and to kind of do whatever and i mean we, like we still do we've decided to move to the other side of the world now
0: yeah um, wait where so- are you living now
2: uh, London after the US tour, movie to London. Oh, you're gonna stay yeah.
0: here. Oh, When, when? Okay, all right. Now I'm, I'm catching up on everything. When's when's the US tour?
2: Um, starting next week in Brooklyn, February 16th in Brooklyn at Baby's Alright, and then we're going to um, Chicago, Chicago, Oakland, Los Angeles, San Diego, and then Mexico City.
0: Where in LA are you playing? The Roxy. What day? The Roxy, and then what day? 24th. Okay. Oh, the twenty fourth of Feb. Okay, good. All right. right, we'll, we'll, we'll get this out and we will promote those dates. And how exciting! I, the twenty fourth of February. I want. I want to go. I want to go to this show. Yeah, come. Yeah, along. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The Roxy. The Roxy is funny. The Roxy was one of those places that has had, had like ups and downs, right? Like when mm-hmm. I was growing up, the Roxy was like not cool, and you had to buy tickets. It was like one of those pay to play gigs, and then. I think they just went through so many years of that and then Golden Voice bought them and made them cool again and now it's like a cool place to play so it still like blows my mind when people tell me they're playing the Roxy I have to like stop and be like oh that place but then I was like oh wait never mind it's not the same anymore yeah. it's like it's a like, legit venue again
2: from what we've heard like it's all all the legends have gone through there um, totally the the day, but they absolute legends um, but what is pay to play because someone mentioned asked us if we were doing a pay to play the other day and we didn't know what that meant <laughs> Like yeah, just, it's, it's
0: uh, quite literally yeah. is where you where you have to buy the tickets up front and then you sell them to your friends. Oh,
2: right.
1: Yeah. To make your right. money so, back.
0: It was like yeah. a it was oh. like a major scam uh in the US and maybe some other places too. I don't really know, but it was like a major scam. Well, I consider it a scam. Um for most of my childhood, yeah, until I I think it kind of fizzled out when I turned 18, but yeah, 2008ish.
2: So it's not like the promoter backing the artist. It's like you just have to buy all the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of charity to sell out.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't know. You become like the salesman and you have to, like, you know, you're bugging all your friends to buy tickets and they got their money, but now there's a chance that you might not make your money back. So it's like doesn't yeah. make any sense but it was a thing for a very long time i'm glad we're like yeah, crazy. It well what's it like playing shows in new zealand well did you, you guys, so you guys didn't have anything like that growing up but like was there house parties at, at the uni or what we was it and
2: in, in new zealand we, we have been yeah like, we, we've been putting on our own shows and um since the start but yeah we, we started off playing like um Gigs at university, like pubs. like flat parties and pubs. pubs and yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. all pretty well, casual stuff. What were those shows like? Tell me about those shows. Pretty,
3: pretty fun and sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <loose>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty noisy. Yeah.
0: Is it where yeah. the where the bar just gives you a pitcher after pitcher, and they're like, "You keep playing, just keep playing"? Or what? What was the energy like?
3: Pretty much, yeah. Like yeah. one of the most famous. The the city we all um, went to university at is sort of like New Zealand's most famous music city so mm-hmm. there's some really cool um, venues there one in particular on the university campus that every Wednesday there'd be bands playing and people would come along no matter what it was called pint night and you just get really cheap beers there's normally pretty good live music
1: did so so we even get paid for them or we just get paid I don't, I don't know if you uh, did get paid we got paid the
2: first one we did. yeah that was yeah paid in beers probably. but then we, yeah. we, we were put we like since the start we've been putting on our own gigs like we did that um, necessary gig remember mm-hmm. and that like we, 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 we got this this venue it would have been like 150 cap and yeah uh, and then we we didn't sell any tickets for the night we just put up posters like all over the city and then everyone had to buy tickets on the door and it, was, it sold out like fast and there was just like yeah like 20 minutes and there was this like queue out the door and we were we had like tasked ourselves with running we were running the door running security we were d- running we had we were running like the back and forth for the oh my banks. god opening and then it got to us playing and like the cops had already come like someone's <laughs> throwing stuff off the roof but, like and then we hadn't even played and it got up to like our time of the set and we were so flustered eh? yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was so intense um
1: i think they never operated again after yeah, they,
2: yeah. Got, they got evicted <laughs> yeah because oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> it was like a, a massage parlor and like yoga Arch, place yeah, that and then um really
3: cool.
2: they like were keen to have us for the gig and then yeah the cops came and all just got out of control um yeah, was it was a good, it was funny as gig though. Like, yeah, yeah. but I, I went around the next day with a peace lily and she, um, <laughs> and, and, um, they were, they were very like, very, like, they were very nice about it.
0: they you, you, you fucking, you fucking college kids, man. Ruining, ruining the city. <laughs> I feel like that was like, you know, cause you know, my band, we started off in the uh, UCSB, which is a, a notorious party school in, in America. And, um, it was very much the same thing. Like anywhere we played our college friends would come and then they'd get rowdy. And then we just got labeled this like college band that like started trouble all the time. And, uh, have you guys noticed any of that kind of, at least back home for a little while of just like, Oh, maybe people aren't taking us serious because you know, we're this party band, but we actually are a serious and good band. Like, but we can't shake this image. Was there that moment before things got crazier?
1: I think there's definitely a label of like a university band definitely. Yeah. for a while, and I, I think we've we shared yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we've had this weird Of course, yeah. Of
2: um, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say ever as a party band. We've never had like right. a bad reputation for causing. I guess, but it like,
1: doesn't really need that anyway. But yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's been that kind of like university student band. that's Sounds. been um, right. We're, yeah we're not that anymore but it was a thing for a while that we had to kind of
3: shake yeah kind of being labeled that as though it's a genre that we're like totally and like yes, yeah it's just young people being in a band
0: yeah, yeah no I, yeah that 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 happens here too like people just like labeled you like oh yeah you guys are just that band from you know ucsb and and that's all you guys were and you know you couldn't be taken serious or you wouldn't be able to make i don't know it was just silly it was so silly
2: Mm, yeah, for but sure. I mean, like you shake that by doing stuff that wasn't that, you know, mm, yeah. so totally. done, had plenty of living since then. It's been a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing was that everyone's still, a lot of people still think that we are a Dunedin band. That's the town that we formed mm. in at university, but only Barry is from there. Um, <laughs> the rest of us are all from over New Zealand. Mm. Yeah
0: that also happens when you're from like a small town and then you get labeled as that small town or whatever that happened. Yeah. I'm in Santa Barbara, which is a pretty small town. Like, and, yep. and I guess we're like an hour North of uh, Los Angeles, but like, yeah, I get, we get labeled for all that stuff too. It's like a wine country. There's all this wine and like, there's like weed here and there, it's just really weird. And you get these weird labels thrown on you, uh, you from, the, from, from back. the outside.
2: You're a wine country band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They
0: think you're like, you know, a band that plays for, three hours and you get like a couple hundred bucks at the wine gig. And, and, you know, it's like, no, I, I, I'm, I promise I'm doing something yeah. different. Like, but like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to shake that, you know? Yeah. So have you toured the United States before? No, no. Nope. Oh, so it's this is for the first like, time.
3: Yeah. 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 We played in Mexico city once before. We played at a festival there.
0: How was Mexico city?
3: Uh, it was amazing.
2: We played there in what? 2019. Yeah. 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 Chicago, um, at Radio Bosque Festival, cool. Um, it was it was cool. Uh, Who else was it? Underworld, Hot 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 Chup. Chup. It was cool. Did you get
0: yeah. the f- Did you get to try the food? Did you eat any Mexican food while you were there? Oh, so,
3: so much. Talkers. We <laughs> yeah. went there for two weeks, even though we were only playing one show, just because we <laughs> wanted to enjoy it. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, a it scene. Was... Is there Mexican food in New Zealand? Are there places trying to? Are there restaurants? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, there's, there's definitely
3: lots of Mexican food, but there's it's certainly not as good as um Mexico or right. in, like California. You guys have amazing Mexican foods, so. right?
0: And so, you spent two weeks in, in Mexico City and, and you played and then you got to experience the culture. Now, you're gonna come to America. What have you heard about America? Have you ever been to America, like aside from being in a band? Have you seen it already? What, what are yeah, you excited for? What cities are you excited for?
2: We've been here a few times. Um, like if you look at our, our video for the song One, we filmed yeah. it in. York City um and then uh we've we've got connections in LA We're yeah spent a out. bit of time in LA and um, New York yeah my girlfriend's actually American um, Cool. yeah uh, yeah no we've we've got we've, we've actually been to the states a few times so yeah we love it there um so being able to finally play there is mega exciting for us like because our largest listenership by like a long mile is the USA so that's um, awesome. But a lot of fans who have been wanting us to come out for ages. So oh man, yeah. And it, it
0: seems so. It seems like you, things were kind of kind of rolling in 2019 for you guys, and then obviously the pandemic hit and it affected all of us. But like, what was yeah. what what was that like? You know, because it seemed like things were rolling, and then 2020 hits. W- what did you guys do? How do you how do you yeah. figure it out? Like,
2: it was actually all good for us, kind of, because like very luckily in New Zealand where we. we had minimal lockdowns and we were able to keep playing shows um, when the rest of the world couldn't. So in 2020 and 2021, we were playing shows. Like in 2020, we played a couple of headline shows like a thousand people. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was all just like quite normal. Yeah. And we were able to use that time that we would have gone touring overseas to create this third album. Um, yeah, so, it was yeah. kind of anticlimactic for us though, after having had that t-
3: 2019 was our first year out of college and we were so lucky that we were able to spend like a third of that year abroad, playing in throughout uh, Europe, spend a bit of time in the States and obviously in Mexico. Um, so I think we kind of assumed that at that point we thought, you know, 2020 and 2021 was sort of, would repeat that process of spending time in New Zealand writing and recording an album, putting it out and then going and touring it. But, um, yeah, having that taken away kind of sucks. So, we're really excited to be able to do it again this year.
0: Uh, what is the writing process? Who's writing most of the songs? Is it, is it all of you, or does someone come up with it and then bring it to the rest of the group? Or,
1: um, <laughs> it, often it will be Mert. We'll come yeah. with a, a written song or like loosely written song and we'll add in our parts to that. Um, that would happen most of the time, but also we all go around, away for like writing retreats and you know jam songs and they come out in a more kind of um spontaneous, spontaneous yeah. way mm. that, um, which is also cool so yeah there's no kind
2: of like cookie cutter way of things happening it just um it happens differently for each song everyone brings ideas and flavors to to what you're hearing yeah. and what you're hearing is everyone doing their own thing yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, uh, can we
0: hear about these writing retreats? That's always something I've wanted. Do you guys go somewhere? Do you guys rent like a a house or something?
2: Yeah. Like we will, we'll, we'll have, uh, we'll go to a holiday house or a beach house, um, and convert it into a recording studio for a couple of weeks. So we'll spend time like, you know, living, living there and enjoying the place and then being totally immersed and influenced by the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of like looking for space kind of references to all this, all these different spaces in New Zealand that we recorded in.
0: Oh man. Well, when was the first, who had the idea of doing that? Cause that always like has been a dream of mine, but I've never been able to actually like coordinate it uh, and everyone have time. Like probably, what,
2: probably what? kicked off with Jar because, uh, on the second album, uh, him or his parents kindly offered to us to turn his beach house, like holiday home into a, into, studio into a studio, studio for like we had it for like two months. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And so that the like most of the second pretty much like not, you know, eighty ninety percent of the second albums been recorded. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um and I guess that worked out so well. Um that we just kept on going with that sort of process. And we're fortunate enough that so far we haven't had to like yeah, go higher places, but we've had like family connections and friend connections to be able to go and use other spaces we've used. Barry's family home um, in a part of New Zealand called Bannockburn, We've used Jack's place in Westport. We've been to Murt's place in Arrowtown. So kind of like an opportunity for us to see different parts of the country and Mm. immerse ourselves in a new environment and see how that influences the music as well.
2: Part of of the reason too is we all live in different cities and have been, Mm. so it's easier for us to come together in like a place that we're all excited to go instead of all like crashing at one person's house.
0: Totally. How, yeah, how far um, away is uh, each city? Are you guys like driving distance or? Uh,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. It must- driving, but like, can be pretty long drives. Like, right. the- it's like a. Well, like a fourteen-hour drive from us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's Dude, not that's really such, hard. That's such a long drive. Is as a right, deep... I think we Consider that driving distance. That's yeah. Right. That's that's no. That's yeah. too much. That's too much. New Zealand yeah,
3: has a pretty warped sense
2: of driving distance because yeah. it's windy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tiny country, but you're not driving like A to B. It's not straight roads. Yeah. New Zealand roads are way different to elsewhere. They're really like heaps of. And 40s. the country's so long. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, we do, we do a lot of driving. Um, yeah. I, Neither you know, you'll, you'll like, see. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to
0: say, you'll, you'll see like in America, that's like when you're on the East coast, you're like, wow, everything's so close to each other. And then you get to like California, you're like, wow, this might be the biggest state ever. And then Texas is just like nothing that's like, you'll yeah. see it's just like, there's, just nothing in the middle of America. just like, empty. Oh no, we're
2: keen, we're keen to go to the flyover states, like yeah. drive through them. Yeah. 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 So,
0: yeah, <laughs> there, it's 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 uh it's interesting it's a weird place but we, we if you ever do end up driving through the united states it's just like a you see some weird stuff along the way any
2: gas station you stop <laughs> yeah, off and you're yeah. like where the hell are we like what the hell yeah 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 i'm keen for that i'm about to spend a month in wisconsin i think oh yeah it. yeah when um uh, in, in March.
0: okay i wonder
2: yeah, it, be, it, like, it will still yeah. be freezing. <laughs>
0: yes, sure. Wisconsin's a crazy place. Uh, they they have like a lot of cheese. And I tell you what, the cheese hits different there. It's <laughs> like you wouldn't believe it. Like you eat those cheese curds or you eat like pizza or something. Wow, this cheese is like fresh. I don't know. It's just lighter yeah. than like other cheese. It's like when you go to Idaho and you get potatoes the potatoes just hit different. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. generations of people who know how to cook it and make it. It's it's yeah, just yeah. it's great. What's the New Zealand thing? What's the New Zealand food like?
1: Pies, pies, yeah, mince pie, like <laughs> a meat pie. Yeah, we have
3: meat pies, not fruit pies. <laughs> meat pies. Yeah, like yeah. A hot and meat They're
2: like pie. they're like this big. They're like handheld. So, oh so yeah, yeah it's like, and you get them like every every petrol station or like like every dairy and. Um, it's like a little lunch snack, or even in the morning. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Smoko, smoko. And... Smoko, it's like New Zealand's cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know?
2: <laughs> yeah. or a hot dog maybe.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't even know what American food is. It's just they like borrowed like, from everywhere.
1: Foods,
3: so what yeah. else we have? Right, in terms of ingredients, lamb's probably our most common, like our yeah, most yeah. famous export. New Zealand lamb's meant to be like oh, the best yeah. lamb in the world. It does
2: hit different. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I love it.
2: It's oh, really no, actually, our chocolate, Whitaker's chocolate is the best. <laughs> yeah, Whittaker's. Really yeah. yeah, and our coffee. Our coffee is also the best. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Everything is, we're moving back now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, reconsider the move here.
1: Yeah.
0: I know London has, what's that London, that, that like English breakfast of like, Beans oh. and like tomatoes, like it gets roasted on the internet. Like people make fun of it on the internet, but like
2: eat that up too, though. Because yeah,
3: not about that though. Yeah, looks gross. Yeah, oh, it looks. <laughs> it, it
0: doesn't look good, but like I do want to try it one of these days.
3: Yeah, I think it's, right. It looks worse than it is. It's like bricky. Yeah, just <laughs> kind of. You, you normally eat that sort of thing when you're like hungover, and I feel like it's only going to make you feel worse. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't. <laughs> You just need like solid food. Okay. So then you guys wrote, uh, you wrote during the pandemic. When did you start recording this new record?
2: While writing. So while writing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A, a intertwined. Um, so yeah, the first, first place we recorded and writing was at various places in Burn. Um, and so we turned the lounge into a recording studio and that's where like, what's your fire and Aurora were recorded. Um, yeah, and they were. I mean, the first tracks coming out were these big, like, epic songs that, like, when we were to return to playing live again, that you know we could have these huge, cool yeah. moments, um, and probably probably a lot of energy built up inside of us that we just needed to release, and that came out in the song. Came the Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that also part of the process? Thinking like, oh, how are we gonna transform this into the live stage, or is that already? You're already thinking about the live performance when you're a writing. In.
2: A little bit, like what you hear on the record, we can we can play it live. Yeah, um, like yeah, we're we're pretty damn tight live. Um, and like you ne- you're never going to hear backing tracks or anything. Like everything you hear, right. we can. Uh, you know, we we it's real. Um, but yeah, like like our fans in New Zealand actually influenced us a bit on the album because. We we road test some of the songs live. Like we're not afraid to play them before they're released because it actually influences how we will record them. Like and how help, helps us figure out moments that we need to like capture the energy. Yeah, definitely.
0: Absolutely. I think there's always different stages. Like having that stage of like the, the little nugget of like this is the song, and then you play it live, and then it changes, and then you hit the studio, and then it changes again. Like I think it needs to have. Those that time to like mature before you yeah. just record something and then you're like, oh shit, we actually do this better live, but we didn't track it that way. And
2: yeah. Yeah, and then they're like living and they're like living songs. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. So you produce it yourself. Have you guys ever worked with another producer? Or have you guys just done everything yourself so far?
2: Mert's always
3: produced um, for us. Uh, we had a bit of help on this one yeah. with a guy called Paddy Hill who is like the studio manager of New Zealand's kind of premiere recording studio and that was on this album we recorded a couple of tracks in there um and that was kind of our first time really working in a, a, stu- a, a proper studio environment and he helped mid on a few of the um mixes and with a little bit of production here and there yeah,
2: yeah. He, he really really helped get the sound bigger because it was all because mm-hmm. i just used like the stock plugins on ableton right. For The first two albums, I'd mix them totally stock plug stock plugins on Ableton, just like with my finger on the trackpad. Um, and then, but, you know, the songs kind of, the project got too big to really be controlled in that. With those sort of parameters. Too. So so with the Roundhead studio and then Paddy's like tech wizardry, we were able to get this bigger sound with more texture. Um, and then, you know, we'd, we'd run the the mixes that are done um, on some of the songs. um like we'd just run a, a finished mix through the, the Neve desk um, and round here. The the Neve desk used to be owned by the who mm-hmm. um, it was, the, it was their actual desk. And then there's this also this um, 1970s tape machine that they used on rumors Fleetwood Mac. It's the same one um, and gives it this like beautiful texture running, running songs through there. Um, really so that's,
0: helped. so that's like something that's like, you know those are those cool little moments that it's like oh
2: i couldn't have done that by my i couldn't have done that on yeah, my own yeah like, totally. totally um just really understanding how much you can get out of these things and how much they do help like the real compressors i don't think you can replace that in a, in a yeah. box or on your computer that you just downloaded there's it play and so much randomness down to like it being real you know like what was it Plugin like and it was like in the basement
1: Oh, that was crazy! I was like, I just
2: yeah, did that? not understand it or comprehend.
3: You mean the reverb? Yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, like oh the proper the, big the reverb, the reverb tanks. Yeah, they had
2: a proper plate reverb. Oh, yeah. you know, and there's like like crazy. ginormous plates. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you run the signal out and it hits the plate and it actually yeah that was wobbles oh on god. the plate.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. So did you did you use that? You use that on the yeah. record? Yeah. And you can yeah. tell, it does, and you can really tell the difference. Like, oh my god, this is the real deal.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, like, so, like sometimes you do make the call as well to be like, oh, the digital actually sounds cooler. Like, yeah. What's your fire? We we did actually run the um, the master through the Neve desk, but I, I thought it actually sounded better digitally, and so we went with that.
0: Oh, that's cool. Uh,
2: but then on some of them, yeah, they're like proper tape. Like, photographics was recorded mostly to tape. Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was live. Yeah. Was that was
0: that, models, new, yeah. was that was that new was that new experience recording to tape? Have you have you guys done that? Yeah, definitely, yeah,
2: yeah cuz you're like you can't you can't mess up. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. But it was a cool
3: experience. Yeah. It's like kind of romantic, you know, sort of thought a lot of yeah. albums that we would have all grown up listening to are all recorded to tape and a lot of purists would still say, you know, like that's how it should be done. So right, it's kind right. of cool <laughs> just to see how it's done like that. Um yeah, and it definitely adds a special Flavor to it,
0: and did you all play live together with the tape, or was yeah. it over? Oh, yeah. Really? yeah, that's that's the tr- the the purest traditional way, I guess. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's called the tape onto that.
2: I'm pretty sure it was like old tape as well. I you yeah, kind to of hear like signals yeah. out of it. Yeah, like past recording. It was like super reused tape. Yeah, mm. up up many times.
0: The most saturated. Yes. 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 I get it. Yeah. That's great. I th- you know, I, 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 I keep saying these in these episodes, but I feel like, you know, being in the studio is like, you know, it's like when you're in the shower and you have ideas in the shower, it's because, you know, you're not, it's like the only time in your life, you don't have a fucking phone in front of you or, or like a device. So you yeah. can finally think, And I think being in the studio is one of the few times it's like being on the stage or being in the studio where you're the most present. And like, no one's distracted. You guys are all locked in doing yeah. your part, like, everyone's there for the same reason. And I think that alone makes recording like one of the best experiences of being in a band because I used to just love the live performing, I thought live performing is the best, like, that's my favorite part. And then, I don't know, over the years, I've been yeah falling in love with the studio do you guys have a preference of which one do you prefer live performing or the studio or have you Yeah, you know,
3: I, I
2: think both have their own yeah um, they're so different yeah
1: their own benefits
3: i mean live yeah. certainly pretty special you know
2: being out of it's quite intense yeah, yeah. So i would put a euphoria i'd rather a shit day in the studio than a shit day on stage though yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to
1: put I'd yeah. <laughs> <would> also rather... <laughs> I'd probably
2: man. rather... Yeah, a great day on stage than a great day on the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess because yeah.
2: everything in the studio is kind of like fixable, you know. But live, it's... it's live. Can you hear us?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. It broke up, but you're back. Oh,
2: sorry. One thing that's drawn us to doing the home recording thing is that we have as much time as we like and there's no pressure mm-hmm. and we can just kind of do our own thing. And then so I think we've gotten the most out of being in recording studios when we know what we're doing and like, we've actually got quite an idea instead of just like going in there and kind of just like hoping something's going to happen. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think it's better, especially with tape and especially with, you know, I don't know the hourly rates or the, you know, full day rates. Like you have to kind of know yeah. what you're doing because it, get, it gets, it yeah. gets so expensive. Like, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. It would be nice one day to be in a studio environment where you can kind of just go with the flow and yeah. just be yeah. creating and, but yeah, at the at the moment that's just a little bit pricey.
0: You know, you know, I I, I was I watched the Beatles get back. I don't know if you guys watch that documentary on Disney yeah. Plus, but like I was just like watching them work. I was like, "Wow, they really just had all the time and money in the world to just like dick around for like uh, yeah. 150 hours, whatever they had audio-wise of them like messing around." I was like, "Wow." Yeah.
1: George Harrison didn't even show up for like four days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just like someone just not showing up for like four days, and it's just like, eh, "Yeah, I don't know." It's ah, cr-
2: oh, man. Well, oh, did- the most intense part I thought was that they're always filmed and there's always people there, like yeah. watching them yeah. try creative. It's yeah. so hard to get stuff out of you while you've got people watching you like that. Yeah, True. but you
0: know they they say pr- pressure makes a diamond, right? Yeah. So like, I think if you do apply a little pressure to yourself, I've been trying to do that because I just found it. It was like you know in the pandemic I really couldn't write and that there was nothing to write about and. But, like, now that things are kind of getting back to normal over here, I've been trying to, like, put more pressure on myself. Or, like, just not pressure, but, like, a timeline. I'd like yeah. to get this done by this point. I feel like that's been helping me a lot. I've just been like, okay, I need to do these things. And because before, it was like, well, I got all the time in the world. I'm We're locked down. I'm not doing anything. So yeah. I, I just, like, had all these things I told myself I was going to do, but I didn't do them. But now things are kind of getting back to, I don't know. Like a
2: dust I don't know
0: a little bit of discipline yeah that's i think that's why i learned and that's why i took most out of the of the pandemic was just trying to discipline myself and get a set schedule because here it was like full lockdown like we didn't do anything for months like over years i guess we're i guess we're going on our third year but like yeah it's uh yeah it's been a lot yeah 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 and, and from here we just see what's going on in australia and new zealand and we're just like jealous we're just like why can't we be like that why can't we just like move on from this you know, I don't know yeah. what's been what's been the opposite view. How has it looked from over there, looking into?
2: We we did experience like a, a very great two years where it's where largely we've been, um, stopped with, so we able to do shows. But that's only been in New Zealand, and we haven't been able to leave. Yeah, um, we're, pretty the, ch- ch- the we we're pretty trapped. We waters as a show. Um. So yeah, but but like now now you can't play shows in New Zealand currently. Oh really? For a while, yeah, because it's it's like a red... Red alert rating. Um, so yeah, like up until about three weeks ago we were able to play a show. But um, Yeah. And we had to cancel a bunch in like December, October, November. I just said this, I mind. But um, yeah, but now now in the States it's, it's you can do shows.
0: Yeah, right? we're do yeah, we're doing shows. Uh, festivals are happening. Uh, yeah, most stuff is most stuff is happening. Like, but does it mean people are coming to shows? People are still kind of weird about going out. So, but things are happening.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
3: it's been interesting in New Zealand. Like, yeah, we had it really good, but um, with the whole, it was sort of one way entry into our country, you couldn't leave, um, which made us feel a little bit probably trapped because yeah. we didn't come out and tour. Like for the first part, that was obviously fine because. No one was playing. But once we saw the rest of the world start to open up and play shows again, it made us really want to be able to get out and do the same.
0: Right, right.
3: So, yeah,
2: currently we can't go back. It's not for another. Oh,
0: yeah, you can't go back now. Even with the negative, if you guys all tested negative, you couldn't get in. Oh, Wow. That's wild. That's a, it's a wild time out there, man. It really is yeah. a wild time. And I, 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 you know, I'm I'm done making uh, uh, guesses on what I think is about to happen. But I think we're on the way out. I'm gonna do it anyways. I think we're yeah. almost done. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's the only way I like can keep myself Here going.
2: Here in London, it feels pretty normal. Like you yeah, don't see anyone wearing masks. It all yeah. feels People like- giving
1: us funny looks for wearing masks. They're usually the other way around about
2: yeah half
0: right area. <laughs> yeah. I think we're I think we're ending the masks like next week in California. Uh, sure. That's what I heard. That's what they said. I don't know. I'm still gonna wear it though because I'm paranoid. But yeah. Yeah, we're still wearing, <laughs> wearing ours. We
2: we just <laughs> want to stay for the tour. Yeah. totally. Tour. What?
0: Yeah. So so moving from New Zealand to uh, London, like, what's that process like? What about your gear, your belongings? Like, are you shipping that? Like, how does? Yeah. Or did you sell did. a lot of
2: it, like uh, a little bit? But so luckily, one of our friends has just got a job here, and they gave him a really big shipping allowance. They gave him oh. like four hundred pages of shipping, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and we were moving at the same time. Like, so let's us use it. Yeah, all of all, we sent the studio with him. So like I, like like spare guitars and mics, all the mics and oh, wow. stuff. So they're it's all living here now, so we can do our thing here, um, and then we all moved with like our tour gear and packed a suitcase each.
1: and Instruments and about
2: three kg of clubs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow,
3: that's yeah. wild
2: then. Yeah. yeah. We had a studio in, in New Plymouth in New Zealand um, and we've we sold all the stuff there pretty much.
0: Wow. What what mics are what you know a lot of musicians listen to this podcast and I know it's just mostly musicians who listen to this so what mics what are your favorite mics what mics are you guys using right now to record your stuff or, what kind of- My
2: favorite's the RE three twenty. Oh yeah, EV. Is that the big dog? Jar found that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I use it for vocals now. It's, it's, what's the, it's, and
3: what's yeah. the other one we're using? Is is the electronics four forty or forty four hundred or something?
2: Oh yeah, the vo- that vocal one. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing for acoustics. Yeah. Oh really? Well. For acoustics. It um we also use like the classic SM57s a lot on guitars. Yeah, like always, always on the guitars it's SM57s pretty much. And then maybe just like a, I don't know, just like a, a condenser. All well, the RE320s twenty's been going good on the guitars.
3: Yeah, and there's this other one. It's got it on
2: bass as well. What's the other one?
3: Uh, is it either an electro voice? I think it's an electro voice like ND. Like what is it? Yeah. ND, it's like an ND25 or 45 or something. Yeah.
1: And that's nice as well.
0: What about drums? Drums seems to be the hardest part of like trying to record yourself. Like what's, do you have any tips for recording drums?
2: What are those overheads? Uh, I don't know. I was just kind of set them up pointing at it. <laughs> 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 we kind of just um, wing it. Yeah, that okay, yeah, sounds good. They sound all good. Um, trial and error, really? Yeah, yeah, it's just trial and error. And then like hearing it back and yeah. like just, variables for it to happen the same Because yeah. we're, yeah. we're always in these different rooms and it's like, really unideal rooms often like like lounges with like a whole wall that's glass and like you know yeah it's all right um yeah fine for guitars and vocals but not drum rooms really on drums it's somewhere like stephen mics you know two overheads uh two on the kick uh one over one under on the snare maybe a room uh one tom one floor tom yeah, four. yeah. Seven. Is that one, seven? Eight yeah, usually, I eight don't know. Eight. Yeah, eight. Two on the
0: bass drum, like one on the beater side and then one on the other side. One uh, inside. Two. It. Oh,
2: yeah, one in it and then one outside of it. Oh,
0: okay. Cool, cool, cool.
2: So I sometimes actually at, at the kick itself like where the the hammer sits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer. Or um <laughs> that's that's the, what people
0: are living for. People are living for the tips, drums. I always hear from everyone and from my own experience that drums are just the Hardest, it's just I don't know. It honestly,
2: reco- I, they are really hard, but I reckon just you just got to try and error. Honestly, there's no one right way, there's like a million ways to do it. And yeah. you can do you could do, you can do a good mic even with just like literally one mic, you can do a basic um drum take with just one overhead, or, or you know, yeah, um, depends what you're looking for, really. Yeah,
1: yeah, and if it sounds bad, it's usually my fault for not having the drums <laughs> tuned. <laughs> <laughs> It's never the microphones in
2: the room yeah, as well. and I I reckon <laughs> as well. Yeah. EQ and compression play a massive part in getting the drums sounding good. Yeah. Um, that's probably a good point
3: though. They, it's like the same with guitars. There's no point recording it until you've already made it sound as good as it possibly yeah. can.
1: Yeah,
3: like get your tone right mm.
1: before
3: and record because you know there's only so much you can. Yeah, alter it. I guess like if yeah. you start with a good product, then it can only get better. And watch out for phasing
0: as well. Why watch out? Why why are we watching out oh, for phasing?
2: It's like cancels out sound and it sounds oh, really yeah. dull. Yeah, you know, when, when you're out of phase. So even if it, you can always flip the the audio if it is out of phase, you can mm. do that pretty easy. You, even if you've recorded it out of phase, you can still flip it. Oh hell it's yeah. Salvageable, but mm. yeah, just watch out for that. These You'll are the tips. These are the
0: tips people are looking for, man. Tell <laughs> them. another tip, people. You know, I don't know. Something like everyone plays a role on tour. Uh, you know, someone's driving, someone's in the back seat taking a nap, someone's passenger. You know, what's everyone's role on tour? Does everyone have like you know? I, oh, I like to be alone. I like just leave me. I'm I'm reading in the back. Like, what's everyone's role?
2: These two are really if it cooks, mm. John, Barry, they. They look after us in the feeding and, and logistics as well, like planning, you know, how we're getting each place and where we're staying and, and advancing shows yeah. and stuff. Um,
1: I was, I'm
2: pretty good at washing dishes.
3: Nick's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also a really good photographer. So yeah, yeah, a lot of our best shots, unfortunately, probably make us look like a three-piece band <laughs> because behind the
2: lens. That's when our photographer cam's not here. Yeah, true. I love driving any opportunity I can. You drive a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we all have
3: pretty multifaceted roles and I like all people that are pretty willing to get stuck in and would probably rather do a lot of those things ourselves than have like bring along a bunch of random crew to do it for us. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. that would just completely change the dynamic of like touring. Yeah. Like in the, I mean, this is only our second time going overseas, but again, we have right. like a friend joining us and. And the past, but there he is over there asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and last time we toured Europe, we had two friends come along to try and make it just like quite a fun experience, you
2: know? Yeah. They, they just drank the beers. And
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. They keep, they keep the tension of the band at the band.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
2: keep spirits high.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is, that is, that is kind of like a nice thing. Like I've always thought about like, how can I hire my friends to like do merch? Like my close friends, the ones who can keep the spirits high, the ones who can, yeah, like you yeah. know, remind you that like, it's this is supposed to be fun because sometimes yeah, it's not yeah, fun, yeah. you know. What are we listening to in the van? What our podcasts, music? What
2: are you music. guys listening? I don't think
3: we even listened to podcasts and when we were all driving around
2: Europe. I think it was music all the time. Yeah, all sorts. Everyone gets a turn on the ox. Pretty yeah.
0: much. And what is it? What are you putting on? Oh, we all,
2: like. <laughs> Uh, how about Neil, Neil Young Harvest Moon album <laughs> not on Spotify not on Spotify <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. YouTube <laughs>
1: yeah and I some
0: definitely. Joni Mitchell after that I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> who else took their I think India Ari took her music off yeah there's a few people who took their music off now yeah
3: it was like yeah. the guy who's um, Bruce Bernstein's Guitarist, I think, in the A Street band.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, Little Stevie pulled out as well.
1: I'd probably rather listen to Joe than that.
0: <laughs> 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 I don't
3: think any of the rest of us
0: agree with him, to be fair. Ah! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's been a weird, it's been a weird time. My whole take on that whole thing has just been like, where, where were these protests when we were like trying to negotiate like money, like pay, like, yeah. shouldn't this all be about the artists being paid more? Not because of fucking Rogan. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh, I get the connection, but like artists have been like fighting with Spotify for like years now.
1: Yeah, and yeah, none of this I, should I, happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What can you do? Spotify is a great tool. I like Spotify. I just think they need to, you know, dish out the cash
1: yeah
3: yeah. i agree with that yeah i agree pretty hard to agree with that i know
0: fair. i know apple music i don't know anyone who really oh. uses apple music i don't know anyone who uses like napster apparently napster is the best one it's like you you get like a dollar after like 300 plays or something the only problem is no sure. one's on it <laughs> like, yeah, yeah sure. i have never even heard of it oh yeah napster was like the original one the original uh One that like you know started illegal downloading here in the United States, and uh, it kind of fucked up the music industry and made everyone freak out because it was like the two mid early two thousands where you could just like download stuff for free, and it was like no one really understood what the internet was yet. So yeah, it got famous for that reason.
2: (laughs) Was LimeWire a thing in the states? Oh yeah, yeah, we we used that heaps.
0: Oh boy, yeah, so many times you download a song and you're like, oh, this isn't. Bob Marley, like every reggae song was Bob Marley, like every, like they're just all tagged and like labeled incorrectly. There always, awesome.
2: They always had that Bill Clinton thing, yeah. You know yes. speech. You download a song and it will just be Bill Clinton's speech.
3: probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just propaganda from the U.S. government? Yeah.
3: Oh, for
0: sure, for sure, absolutely. Uh, okay, what what else are we excited for? The records coming out, the shows at the Roxy. What else? What else is going on? What else is what What else is happening? Yeah, the new
2: album comes out in, in a couple of days. So pretty damn keen to share that. We've got a another video coming out in just over a week as well. And it's like kind of the one of the first ones where you see us more. In the video. In the video, yeah, acting. Um, and being us. Um, did you like did you guys like
0: acting and being in the video, like your faces in the video?
3: Yeah.
2: Or, yeah, it was fun. It
0: was fun. <laughs> I, do do you know I don't know if I could watch it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sure everyone feels like that. Yeah. Let's do it. yeah.
1: No, but it's, it's kind
0: good. of like a it's kind of like a long day. It's like yeah. waiting over to shoot, they're setting up scenes, like whatever whatever the concept was, but like I don't know, that kind of part of it can yeah. feel yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I think we'll I think we'll do more things like mm-hmm. that. It was a fun day, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe him. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I, I just- don't th-
1: i just can't watch myself
2: you're just cringing at yourself yeah yeah, yeah.
0: oh that that, ha- that happened to me a lot when i first started this podcast like having to hear myself talk it's one thing to hear yourself sing
1: yeah. which
0: took me a while to get used to too when i was younger but like it's really hard to hear myself talk i'm like oh yeah. like why did i do this i don't know but it's fun but also it's awful to hear my
2: when i have to edit this later there's something weird about hearing new zealand accents on tv as well yeah oh, that's so weird uh eh? We, we sound really weird. <laughs> like, weird.
1: <laughs> when you yeah. hear yourself
0: back, you don't. You're like, that doesn't sound. That sounds wrong
1: well,
3: because we're so used to hearing American and like yeah. British accents yeah. on TV, right? Not
2: so much from our own country. Yeah, that when you hear yeah. it, it and just it sounds so weird. Out amateur. Amateur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have trouble understanding our accent at all?
0: Sometimes, yeah, but like I can figure it out, you know. I think I've watched enough I've watched enough fly of the concords. I think I can I think I can handle myself.
2: Have you seen the TV show?
0: Yeah, that's the yeah, on HBO. That's what we had over here. That was like I think that and like Peter Jackson <laughs> that was like America's Taste of New Zealand was like Lord of the Rings and
2: awesome. Lord in the Max so yeah. Yeah. And, and Jango Fit. Yeah. What? <laughs> um oh. And Tim
1: and Nelson? Morrison. Morrison? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, that's
0: New Zealand's Mystic Sports. And Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, Taka Waititi. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the last movie I saw in theatres was uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. And,
2: oh, Sam, yeah, and Sam Neill. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Sam, Neill yeah.
0: Sam Neill's a Kiwi. <laughs> he
3: claims yeah, all of you, Yeah, now bro. you're pulling
2: up. It's kind of washed up. Now. Russell Crowe? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Russell,
0: Russell... Crowe?
2: <sighs> but he claims all of you. Who else we got? Oh, Zena. Um, no, that's really washed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like t- l- literally uh, 20
3: years ago. Is it Lara Croft. No. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's in there.
2: What? Lara Croft's Tomb Raider?
3: Oh, that's what oh, I was thinking yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll
1: claim it. Yeah. We'll claim <laughs> bigger. Yeah.
0: No, I, yeah. I, I think it's only a matter of time people start throwing mild orange into that list. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. not a matter of time. no 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 it's just like you guys will be the greatest export from new zealand in in no time yeah um okay well we can wrap it up thanks for thanks for talking with me uh uh, i hope this was fun and uh uh, hopefully i'll i'll try and make it to the la show be fun to hang
1: yeah Yeah, sure man yeah
0: well cool thanks so much
1: cheers Cheers. to me thank you